welcome to the Queen's Behaviour Podcast. I'm your host, Talia W. DeGiulio, and welcome to Queen's Behaviour. And we are live. Oh my gosh, you guys, it is such a blessing to be able to come to you today Uh, Welcome to the amazing, amazing space of Queen's Behaviour. And I've got today the most amazing, gorgeous, sensual, lovely, I don't know all the words, Catherine, but you just define all these beautiful things. And I'm so grateful to have you on. Guys, I would love to welcome the beautiful Catherine. Today, we're just going to go into all of the beautiful topics in and around femininity, sensuality, women empowerment, leadership. And I'm so grateful to have you on, babe. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> you are just a ray of sunshine. You honestly are. Every time I speak to you, I just feel so much more warm and lit up from inside. Like You just have this energy about you. I'm so glad that I met you. <laughs> so glad. I'm so glad that we, I mean, for... For our listeners that are listening right now, I'm not sure either we've got our, you know, our beautiful woo-woo listeners, we've got ones, wherever you guys are coming from. But you know, Kat and I have a beautiful story and we essentially have never met in person. We talk about this all the time. Like I'm looking at this beautiful woman's face right now as, as we're holding space to talk to you guys. But if you're listening to our audio, you say I'm a ray of sunshine, but my love, I call you sunflower for a reason. And you are a sunflower. And I'm so grateful that the universe brought us together. And if you're listening, who is somebody in your life? I guess that you know, wow, the universe totally brought us together. I never met this person, but I'm so grateful that we have. That really is you and I. And, you know, we met in a very aligned way through um, the blessings of the online space. And it's been so powerful to watch you evolve and watch your zone of genius, who you are, what you're supposed to be, your purpose, and and have you reciprocate that for me. So I want to really dive into it because we're going to hold a beautiful conversation. We're going to go back and forth. You're going to hold space for me. I'm going to hold space for you. But I would love for everyone that's listening to just share a little bit about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the... um connection that women have is becoming more and more important because we are living in like a really I guess it's a masculine world not always negative like it can be a positive one but at the same time we're losing space for the surrendering and going with the flow so being able to have divine connection with women for me is so important it grounds me it keeps me on purpose and just like The nature of femininity is just to be able to, um, I guess, go with the flow and just like having that space and that appreciation and encouragement for me has been so, so important. Like one of my 2020 goals or intentions was to widen the tribe of women that I had in my life. Okay. So, and how the universe kind of guided me through that was firstly with the ripple effect, which is your beautiful movement that you have created, Charles. And then even just after that, like the more and more women have entered my life and suddenly I'm just being surrounded by all this divine feminine energy. And for me, it's just so supportive and grounding. And no matter how, sorry, 
<laughs> no matter how busy and stressed it is and like right now you know obviously not a perfect moment we're recording this live and my dog is barking in the background but I'm the energy of you and you are just helping me as a woman to just surrender and go with the flow and you know what's beautiful look at everything you just spoke about and naturally uh, you know, everyone knows I share this on Queen's Behaviour. You are such an embodiment of this. Imperfectly perfect because that's how life should be. And <laughs> I love what you just shared. And thank you so much for speaking to, you know, we have such a synchronicity on that, the ripple effect, you know, how that was really birthed as a movement was exactly what you just said. And it's not, you know, you spoke so beautifully about masculinity and maybe we could go there in a moment. But my media goal as to why I created that was exactly that sentence of bringing more females, more feminine energy in an energy tribe space, whether it's near or far, and how we can actually be of each other's energy. And um, I know that everyone that knows me knows I'm big on energy. I know that working, doing life with you as a business partner, as a girlfriend, and then watching you flourish still from that and, and finding your purpose has been beautiful. And you've taught me that as well. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I, I wanted, I want to just take it that one step further because you've really, you've really said here, Catherine, about what your immediate goal was in 2020. But what mm -hmm. I think would be really beautiful for our listeners to know is that it, it, it's the shadow work of knowing what we want essentially mm -hmm. means it's who we need to become first. Mm -hmm. I've watched that in you and you've just said it so beautifully here. So go there a little bit as you continue to call all this beautiful energy into your life, how mm -hmm. that's been for you of embodying the person you wanted to be, wanted to become. Well, the first realization that for me about embodying what you want to become before actually receiving it was I realized that in order to become wealthy or what my idea of wealthy was, was I start, I needed to start acting like it. So regardless of how much I was making, I needed to start embodying the principles of somebody who would be making that dollar value. And for me, that is where my journey into um, manifestation started and just understanding how it worked, not necessarily really far-fetched and um, the negative word is woo-woo, but you know, far-fetched and hard to understand kind of way, it, it was far more like um, tactical and like I finally understood it. So from there, I started thinking like, well, as a woman, I want to be this divine feminine creature and the principles of divine femininity, which isn't, regard it's regardless of gender, it's just about an energy level. It's intuition and it's healing and being in the flow and surrendering and being flexible and nurturing, like all these really beautiful concepts. I had to fake it till I made it. Even just now, the fact that my dog was barking for like a minute and we're recording this, holding space for that, just like as an example, for me, just surrendering to the moment and allowing the moment to come and go is something that for me shows and that I didn't really resist it and freak out and think, you know, we have to re-record this or anything, just shows me how far I've come. <laughs> Such a simple and small example of surrendering, but I mean, there's a variety of ways I do it all day long, but you do have to fake it till you make it. Eventually you get to a point where you stop faking and eventually it just becomes your life and you are this person that you've been trying to become. It just kind of lapses and yeah, I guess that's my experience with embodiment. So beautiful. That was so beautiful. <laughs> and, and you know, 
we're on a podcast forum right now, right? We're having a beautiful conversation. We're we're miles apart. Mm-hmm. And I know personally when, um, and I think you and I spoke about this, when we originally both started this forum of having our podcast, I think something we both wanted to embody was to not have it perfect. I know personally in the past, it's like, okay, what have I loved over time? What have I listened to? And then what have I taken on that's been kind of like, uh, what did I see in that that was a bit like, mm, was, there a st- was there a striving for perfectionism there that was out of alignment for me? And I know personally for me in trainings or mentors and everything is a gift, everything serves its purpose of who and what it's supposed to be. But I love that you just said right now, like something happens and we haven't gone, put pause or let's do it again. And that is such a metaphor for life, you know, and um, you're such a beautiful embodiment of that. When I think of embodiment and I think of that, I think of you, babe, you've really just, um, you've really set the tone and it's, it's been, it still, it still kicks me where I'm like, wow, we're really doing life together. I've never even met this woman. And it's like, we've known each other all these years. And I want our listeners to feel that too. I'm sure that people have that in their own life too. And if you don't, maybe you're yearning for that. Maybe you're looking for that. And one thing I've loved that you just said, Catherine, is who do you need to become? And a way of faking it until you make it to really get there as well in a very authentic way, of course. And then obviously you've had this experience recently. You have manifested your dream home, which is everyone who's listening, bloody beautiful. (laughs) It's like this Balinese terrace modern home that's on a rice paddy in the outskirts of Bali. And I just, oh my God. (laughs) Tell tell us all about like how you had to, well, how you manifested it and who you had to become to really bring this like dream to reality for you. Yeah. Wow. That's really beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, even in the last week, it's been insane because we've moved in here. And the first, few, the first few days, I had some limiting upper limit moments of, am I worthy of this? Should I live like this? Oh my gosh, what is this? When the last six months, all I've seen in my subconscious and in my manifestation, manifested reality is this. You know, right now you're seeing it because you're with me, but if I look to my left, I just see greenery everywhere. I see rice fields. I look to my right and I know that it's a beautiful space of just dogs walking on the street. And I realized something about our, our dreams and our manifestations, and that is we get excited about them before they happened. And then when they happen, it's a test from the universe to go, wow, am I going to go five steps backwards of going, oh my gosh, now it's happened, but am I worthy of this? Or are you just going to sit in it and move through it, you know? And I think really, Catherine, how I've done it is to allow myself to come back to self-worth. Yeah. You know, there's actually a really direct link between um, abundance and wealth and money and sense of divine security and our sexuality and sensuality as women because they both flow and develop from serious self-worth and a lot of women don't let themselves have great sex don't let themselves have cash in the bank they self-sabotage and I suppose I suppose it's because like wealth and sex is just linked to pleasure and 
that's considered a non-essential and a reward rather than something that's your birthright, something that's as important as any other need, like eating or breathing, you know. It's just seen as this, like, dessert rather than the main meal. And I think everything needs to be considered as divine and equally important. And money and sex and, you know, talking about self-worth, all of this is just so taboo and people are so awkward with it. And I think society really discourages our pursuit of pleasure. And I believe there are a lot of toxic societal systems that will actually fall when women collectively start taking their pleasure really seriously and take their power back. So, yeah, I just think that's a really interesting thing that you pointed out about self-worth. <laughs> and you know what, like, what, what, a, what a space and an energy and wisdom you hold in, in, in your zone of genius because I, you have taught me so much. And as somebody that's speaking with you right now, I'm sure I can... I'm, I'm sure I'm probably representative of, of 90% of women. So let, let's go here and let's, let's be honest. I have been on a journey for my 20s, my entire 20s, of blessing the masculinity in me, not shaming it anymore and seeing where it served but also inviting in so much more of the feminine as a woman who is personally very driven, independent, and that does come naturally to me. And in society, you just said this so beautifully, Kat, it's almost like we've separated it, right? It's either that way or it's this way. And in my experience, really up and only until the last year, and it changed my sex life as well, right? How do I drop into this femininity sensual of me and I'm not this just masculine all the time because I've been that way in my work. Okay, how am I that way in my relationship? How am I in that way in in my friendships? How am I in that way most importantly with myself, right? Yeah. And what I love that you stand for, what I love that you have brought conversation to, so thank you for letting me be with you in this moment, is to give women and men, but to give women more of an understanding that it isn't just, let's focus on dessert. Let's just focus on the main meal. Let's, let's be all of it. And how can we be all of it? And let's bring a conversation around that. So definitely something I'm practicing every day. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think that um, we often, you know, we all, we all identify with a variety of different um, you know, masculine, feminine combinations, depending on like work and family life. And we use different qualities for different contexts of our lives. But it's really important to like develop awareness around this because then you can start to really prioritize things around like, you know, what I do even just on an everyday basis is I block all my feminine time and context together so that it flows really nicely. And then I can just hustle and grind out all the masculine stuff in the afternoon. And then, so, you know, I think that there's always like a great, um, you know, we don't even have to use masculine and feminine. It's just about giving and receiving yes. the energy of surrendering and providing. Yes. And we can really prioritize around that then I think our lives will be a lot more simple. I really do. It's, it's a journey to get there. Like it's not an easy journey, but I'm, I'm hoping, like I'm still on that path and I have watched the people that I look up to, including you, um, really get there. So I think that it's something that is quite sacred and a journey that's worth taking and I'm looking forward to it because it's not going to be long now until I'm just going to be <laughs> chilling all day long. <laughs> 
you are already all of that. And this is where we come back to that manifested reality, right? It's, it's, oh my gosh, I'm just getting downloads right now. So anyone that's with us, just let us be, but (laughs) let me, let me, let me get this out. I, when you said we were always finding our way back to that simplicity, the journey in getting there is not often simple and it doesn't feel simple and it feels uncomfortable and it feels, it feels, you feel all of it. But when, but when you're there, it's not getting there. It's that cliche thing we hear. It's, it's often not about the destination. Once you arrive to that, when you said the word simple, my whole body just went in goosebumps because simplicity now is what I value most. Having ease is what I value most. And constantly the universe will give you the mirror of, okay, well, if this is what you value most, is this what is happening in real time? And, and, it's, a, and it's a journey, Catherine. And for somebody like you that already knows where you're going, for those that are listening to us right now, it's either, you're, either two, you're either two people. You're either not knowing where you're going at all, which we have both been, or you know where you're going regardless it's, it's a journey. It is a journey, you know? And I always say, but if you're willing to enjoy that journey with joy, it's not going to feel icky, sticky, wicky, bicky. It's not going to feel hard and, and heavy. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They feel, you know, let's go here. Before we got on today, I was letting you know that I had, I had a morning. I was carrying a lot of energies and conversations and you and I represent so much that is similar, but so much that is different. And as somebody that runs a business, I was like, okay, I got on. I was busy this morning, but where was the simplicity? It's all good because I was enjoying it. There was joy, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's coming back into this understanding of just where can we feel joy more? Literally, where can we in, in our everyday lives? And this is why... I hope you don't mind. Maybe I can ask you this and we can play this back and forth. This is why I valued so much falling in love with my life. Because if I'm not in love with my life, then, then the joy can't be there. And so if you're somebody listening right now and you're like, okay, well, I'm not really in love with my life. I'm not in love with my everyday all day. The tough love, but the excitement is that you are in control of that. You get to change that. You get to work on that, Right. And I think it's really important to be able to know that it is in your power. It's your power to do that, right? Not in a power that we see too much of, I personally think in society today, but in a power that actually serves us. Mm. As I'm looking at your face right now, I remembered how layered you and I are and how layered our friendship is and how many different conversations we can have on so many things that you and I value. A variety, honestly, it's a smorgasbord. <laughs> you know, right now, guys, if you're listening, you know, Catherine and I are doing a beautiful exchange. She's got an amazing form of her podcast. I've got mine, and we're holding space for each other. And I think it might even serve for us to do a part two at some point because, you know, we're, we're in our amazing goodness. And then there's that side of us that you and I love. We're like, let's talk about conspiracy and let's talk about. Yeah. I love about us because that's the evolution of of female friendship and and I think that that's beautiful yeah yeah look I think the the conversations actually you know what inspired me to start my podcast with the conversations I was having with my women friends especially my like later 
friendships, the ones that I really manifested this year. So, you know, there's a handful of girls and they know who they are that really, really mean a lot to me, especially you two, two Tiles. So, um, and what you guys will really encourage me to do is start my podcast because you realize, you made me realize the power of my voice. And just when we have conversations, we just, we just get so lost in what we're saying. Like, the whole world disappears. We go on a tangent and and then you like emerge like two hours later and you're like, oh my God, we should have recorded that. Like people need to know what we just said. <laughs> and I know we're not alone. You know how many women think about this? Like, fuck, these conversations that I'm having with my best friends are sacred. That's because they are. That is divine feminine energy surrounding all of you. Like and I think that we really need to encourage it and hold space for it. So just personally for me, that that energy really manifested as a podcast and grabbing a mic and empowering myself to take up space and be heard about something, which, by the way, was such a journey. Wow. Charles, I know that you've got a history with performing arts. Like you're a dancer. I think you're a triple threat, aren't you? You're dancer, singer, and actor. Yeah. And by the way, beautiful. You should model as well. <laughs> no, I definitely do not model, but I will, I will receive that compliment. And it's so weird. When I hear triple threat, I have my ongoing work around that because you know, I feel resistance towards that, right? But I, I receive that and I'm going to be an example for women listening right now that I receive that. So, yeah, thank you. Look, it shouldn't even be threat, hey, because that's just negative. I think that's yeah, something. Triple threat. Who came up with that? <laughs> no, I think that for, for, for women, you know, it's probably seen that way, but just triple strength, triple shot. That's what you are. Oh my God, I love that. And you've just started, I love that. Triple shot or triple strengths. We can hold space now for, for women and men that, 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 that can do it all because we, we get to be and have and do it all. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So, I mean, I'd love to talk to you about as a woman, um, well, you know, and a man, it doesn't really matter, but the fact that you were trained to use your voice in a performative way and then how that might compare for you in talking quite naturally and like have you it has it been a skill that you've had to learn that to speak naturally as not really with an intent to perform and please do you know what I mean oh my gosh that that is such a um that is such a beautiful layered question and I love you asked it because I think everyone relates to it um, regardless of that performing arts background and I, ha I absolutely know what you mean and I want to answer this, okay? Being in the performing arts industry, I'm so grounded right now. No one's ever asked me that and I feel so therapeutic to be able to share this. I think you know that I have a, a quite a vast following from my performing arts um, years and I am a stand massively for my creative industry. They are where my heart lies, is where my soul lies. And that journey has been my journey since I was three years old. You know, I, I, my mum will still tell you to this day that she remembers I literally went from zero to three, not speaking. It was like for three years, Catherine, I just observed the world. Mm. And growing up, my, my mother would tell this story where if you meet Talia now, you know, she's so inquisitive and curious and loves, but there was that time there for her three years that we were worried. She mute, just like she didn't even speak. And it's insane how from that moment of three, um, I believe she said one of the first things I ever said was like, I want to dance. 
And I think ever since then, it was almost like I, I learned myself as a little, little egg around what brings me joy. And my dancing was my first form of expression. And throughout my years, as, a, as now as a 29-year-old young woman, young woman, <laughs> I have, I, I, you know, look, uh, uh, let's go here. My birthday's tomorrow. And uh, that number 29 is a bit like, when did that happen? But I'm giving myself grace of like, you're young. It's all good. <laughs> um, I have realized that my biggest purpose, I think, in life started with me around tapping into expression and there is nothing I love more than that and so throughout my years to your question I grew up in a world where it was structured there was principle um, that went into acting classes and singing classes and what can come with the performing arts industry is becoming somebody that you're not mm. you're always playing a character you're always wearing somebody else's hat mm. and although I love that and that was like the joy in that because that's where our inner child lies, Kat, right? That's where our play lies. I very quickly learnt that whilst I was in that realm, I started to fall in love with understanding myself because I didn't want to play characters. I wanted to be me. And so I think I might be a minority for those in the performing arts industry and I hope that changes because I want to be an example of this now of breaking the framework of understanding, okay, I grew up in this world, but where does my authenticity lie? Where does, where does Talia lie? Where am I? And what you just asked me was around, you know, you, you, I'd like to hope to think this is what you meant in it, feeling that authentic um, energy, being authentic in the way I speak. I've worked on that um, very authentically, you know? So what am I trying to say? I love the world I grew up in. It'll always be a part of me. I think it's why I value so much people finding their voice. When you told me you were going to start your podcast, I just got the shivers throughout my entire body because I'm like, and so it is. It should be nothing else but that. And what I love, babe, is that not everyone is going to be that. And at some point, you may be a voice for so many around you. You are a voice for so many around you. And I think when we look at something like that as a gift, the journey we go on as an individual, it's like a non-negotiable to find yourself. Mm. And that was my turning point. I was on a non-negotiable journey of finding my true self, not being mm. somebody else. And I think like you said before, the manifestations, before it's happened, you see it. Before it's just, it naturally becomes in your life. And then, and so it is. And now, so it is. You know, this is effortless for me now. I, I, I am a goofball at heart. I am an absolute goofball at heart. I always say, I'm not the most intelligent. I'm not the, I'm not the quickest learner. I'm not all the things, but I am me. And I've learned to fall in love with that so that I can love others to be that. And that's where the love lies. That's, that's where true love lies. And I believe it's played a big role in my abundance today. Massive role. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, um, you do have to fill up your own cup before you can serve others. And you have to be so like good with yourself alone before you're able to serve others, just on what you said just now. Yeah. But yeah, like the podcasting for me, um, I think I think it's a bit of an epidemic. We I wanna say women, but you know, it, it affects it affects a lot of people. 
are not feeling safe to speak up and they're not feeling safe to be heard. And just to like, you know, what we're told as children is like, you know, please be quiet and shush and stop crying. That's, you know, girly or whatever to boys. And just, you know, it's very, it's something that's quite cultural to keep quiet. And what happens when we don't express what's going on in our bodies and like how we're feeling is they, it becomes suppressed inside us and actually stops the flow of things. So, and flow is really important in terms of energy for manifesting what you want in your outside world. So in order to have the life that you really believe that you want and that you deserve, you have to first work on any blocks that are within you. And, you know, for me, being able to like grab a mic and speak and that that's been a whole journey in itself because I grew up as a dancer as well. And I did a bit of acting and school plays and whatever, but I did a lot, a lot of dance and I have been a very performative person all my life and I really like to make space for other people and make sure everyone's comfortable. And I think this is a very common narrative um, at the expense of myself. Like you, you want to make everyone in the room comfortable so then I'll be comfortable. But my lesson at the moment, what I'm really stepping into as a woman, young woman, <laughs> is, <laughs> is that I have to take care of myself first to be able to give anyone anything else. I cannot, it has to go the other way, unfortunately. That's just how life works. <laughs> and you know what, Let, on what you just said, it's like we've been programmed all these conditions, all of these certain ways to be. What you just said right now, it's like I encourage, I received it as selfless. Mm-hmm. Whoever's listening right now, what tapped into you is like, did you receive that as selfish or selfless? And it is so selfless, we cannot serve if our cup isn't first. We, we, grew, we grow up in a world where it's like, Tell me this, Catherine, did you grow up feeling a little bit like now that you've just unpacked those layers of me and you've just set me in my total inner child down the, down memory lane, I was a rebel growing up because I always resisted how I was told to be rather than figuring out how I wanted to be. And so when you're a young child, even to my teens, I was... Um, it was like problematic. It was seen as problematic, right? But those that I've really found, even if you look at those that we look up to today, for whatever reason we look up to them for, because we're all one, we're all the same, they have that same journey, right? Figuring out who they were and you get those titles of, you're a rebel child, you're problematic, you know, you're this, you're that. And, and I took that on. I don't know if this was you, but I took that on. And that was hard between my years 15 and 20. I really beat myself down on that. You almost created a form in a physical sense of like a disease as well, where it's all this stuff you take on that you are a problem. And then you unfold that later on in your journey, people start to say, what was it that you did there that now has allowed you to become who you are today? And you start to realize that you have to give grace to the things that you were told were incorrect were exactly correct to that time. Did that make sense? Did I just speak gibberish? No, that makes so much sense. I've had like such a penny drop moment for me (laughs) and becoming everything that I was told not to be. (laughs) It's everything we were told not to be was exactly who we needed, was exactly who we were supposed to be. Exactly. That's just us without form, you know, natural, just as we are. And I think so many collective issues would go away if we just stopped judging ourselves and allowed ourselves to live intuitively. 
Absolutely. Even now, um, I think giving some people real time in when we're speaking, you know, we're in a, we're in a time it has been this for, for many, many, many years, but it has been of the last couple of weeks where everything's happening in the world. It's 2020. We've experienced COVID-19. We're experiencing the justice for Black Lives Matter and people are now starting to speak up and yet it's always deserved the space that everyone needed to speak up. And it goes back to your beautiful, beautiful thing you were mentioning before, Catherine, around this judgment of should we do more? Can we do more? Should we do less? What's the right thing to say? And I think at the end of the day, there's a message in the universe right now. And this message is there's never right or wrong. There's just allowing yourself to do the best with what you know. And if as a collective consciousness, if we could see that for what that is, we would be experiencing so much more love, so much more joy, so much more grace and gratitude. And we would be meeting everyone with where they're at, right? And that has taken me a long time time to understand um, what what are your experiences around that at the moment I mean especially with everything that's going on in the world um, which isn't just going on now it's been you know centuries it's just been aware like, you know we've had awareness around it um, I think destruction has to happen before creation and until we clean out like all of our shadows and sticky, murky stuff inside us, like the trigger points and the stories that are holding us back. And that's what I mean by like destruction. We have to like clear out all the weeds to plant a new flower bed. And yeah, for me, I just think that's, that's what we're, we are experiencing right now um, in a society. And I think it's really fascinating to watch how people are taking that on and that obviously also applies to hustling and getting your dreams people i mean the side of self-work that no one really thinks about they think it's like let's make a vision board and let's you know you know what's our ideal income and what's your dream car and all of that kind of stuff which is fucking awesome it's so great but no one's willing to be like what are my fears do i need to have that really difficult conversation with that person do i need to end that relationship do I need to maybe not spend money for the next year and save? Or, you know, do I need to make a huge investment to push me back and then pull me back further, you know, and then project? <laughs> um, so that's that's what I mean. Like we have to clean it up before we can expect beauty yeah. and um, everything that we ever wanted. I love that you have voiced that and you've brought that to the forefront of a conversation that people get to hear because there's, two women that I believe have adopted that behind closed doors. We have had those kind of conversations. And I know you've exchanged to me a gratitude for having that with you. I've exchanged gratitude to you for having that with me. Thank you so much, Catherine, for just saying that. Because that has totally, um, we've experienced penny drops together. So I hope everyone else that's listening has experienced penny drops. But I am somebody that probably in the last year now consider myself if I'm not having hard hitting conversations or allowing myself to speak truth in what needs to be said, then I'm not really serving. And that was something that was really important to me growing up in an Italian background. And, and as I said, we could go so many different directions right now. So we'll, we'll bring it, we'll bring it back full circle, but growing up in an Italian background, an Italian family, I grew up very much in deal with your shit behind closed doors. 
And I resisted that. I was like, if we're dealing, let's just deal and let it be seen and let you do the work. And now as a 29-year-old woman, I hold so much space, particularly for my mother in my life, on how she's learned a framework that I have had to resist her with, argue her with, really have a moment in our relationship that was really difficult, break all that down, then fall in love with her again, see her for where she is, meet her at where she was at and be an example of what I've wanted. And I would love to see more in the world. I agree with you. In my business, I'm all about let's hit our income goals. Let's be able to manifest this. But whilst I'm doing that at the front end, I'm having those hard hitting conversations behind closed doors. So I think it's so important and necessary and to not look at it in a way that feels heavy. It's empowering. It's euphoric. It's, it's almost like bricks come off you when you have those conversations. And I do, believe, I do believe we need to make decisions to realign us with where we're supposed to go, right? So uh, we could talk forever. And I just, I just adore you. And I know we've um, really navigated this beautifully because we're holding two forums, two separate forums. I want you guys to know, you know, Catherine and I hold such a beautiful friendship, but we also, um, I think we really, we stand for a very similar thing whilst being very different and doing very different things. So uh, I'm very honored to have this conversation with you, babe. And I think it's just been at a layer of respect and I know I mentioned to you before we spoke, I'm all about raising women up rather than being in com competition with each other, feeling a certain way towards each other. I think that when women set the tone for that, we're infinite in what we can create because without women, we wouldn't be human society, would we? No. I like to think like the feminine energy and just women in general, we provide we provide the poetry of life and the beauty of life and the other side very structural and providing, but we kind of dance on the stage that was built for us. I think that's like a really nice way to see it. And that whole thing about tearing women down and yeah, look, I've been watching the real housewives of Beverly Hills. It's like my secret. I don't know. The <laughs> lie about it <laughs> no it's a little it's like me I, uh, my husband knows this about me I once a week I, like it's your guilty pleasure my guilty pleasure like I love I'm streaming um season four of 13 reasons why right now obsessed love it <laughs> look I never actually thought I'd get into this housewife situation but I'm fucking loving it <laughs> <laughs> um anyway I I just I just came to me right now because yeah, they, they are examples of women tearing each other down and they fight about the most ridiculous things. And I feel like the root of the issue is always self-worth. And it's just really interesting as a sex therapist or a therapist in general to perceive, like to watch people fight. And just the thing that always comes up for me is self-worth. It's always the root issue. And I think that once we establish that we are worthy and not not because like because of anything just that's it we are worthy there's no condition attached to it we we showed up to life we're humans and as a result we deserve everything that we want and i think when we step into that energy 
all that toxicity falls away and women are able to support each other. And then fuck when women support each other and we are like this collective net or mesh that's just interlocked. So many things that aren't working in society are going to fall away. Specifically about like black lives matter right now. You know, I think divine feminine energy is what's going to save the world. I really Yes. And what a common theme in our entire conversation around self-worth, right? Yeah. Oh, babe, that's so beautiful. And I, I, I feel like that's such a beautiful way to close out, you know, our time. And I, and I also, I want everyone to ponder on this, you know, therapist, coach, mentor, school teacher, mum, dad, whatever titles we are in this world, if we can practice self-worth, and whilst doing that, when you're looking from afar, umming and ahhing, questioning, wondering why that woman, that man or whatever is in a state of abundance, receiving everything they've ever desired, which innately means everything you've desired, what I now understand that they have nailed is that there's room for everyone and there's space for everyone and there's mm-hmm. abundance for everyone. And that when you're not in, a, in an energy of competition, but rather that space, there's magic there and something that I'm really passionate about whilst you grow such a big container and I grow such a big container. If you're listening right now, whatever forum, um, Catherine's or my podcast, I really want everyone to get that, that success and abundance, whatever that means to you lies when you stop trying to compete and you come together. And that all comes back to, of course, your self-worth. Yeah, scarcity mindset, yes. the belief that there isn't enough. I think the opposite would be gratitude. But yes, on that note, <laughs> I have got so much gratitude for you, Tiles. Seriously. Like, I, I catch my breath sometimes because I'm like, how did I meet this beautiful creature? <laughs> you're just, you're divine. Because <laughs> you are me and I am you, and we can go one step further to the women and men that are listening to us right now, you're also a reflection of us. And that's really how a state of, I used to hate this word, but I've found a love for it. That's how a state of following starts. That's how people create that because they see something in someone that that they already are. So you can catch your breath, but you are, you, I, I would receive that as a compliment to yourself, which I receive as a compliment to me. So resonance (laughs) oh my i'm so happy we've had this time and i often for those that are listening on qb it's very rare that i close out my podcast episodes wanting to continue to talk to somebody for hours and i say that as like this is why i started my podcast because i wanted to channel an energy to have conversations and raise consciousness and talk about the uncomfortable stuff Um, but it also comes at a point where you learn a conversation also gets to close at a really relevant time and for me today babe i could just continue this all day every day so i'm choosing to do a part two with you at some point at some time (laughs) um i've loved being with you i've loved being with you thank you thank you so much Charles. i love you so much and thank you to everyone who listened to our conversation today we see you and we love you so so much Bye-bye now. Bye.